Hey guys, Trigger here. I'm here to talk to you about a company called Stain Metal 666 that's based out of Mexico. Um, they're really involved in the metal music scene. Uh, I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I really do love listening to rock and metal music. Uh, been that way for a long time. I'm into a lot of bands. Uh, one of the bands I currently started listening to a lot is Ginger, and they've worked closely with them on promoting their shirts and their hats and everything they have to offer with this business. So I'm here to give them a shout out because I just ordered from them recently and they definitely have a positive message of loving music and loving metal music and staying together as a community through metal music. So definitely, definitely a good company to be a part of, and they're looking for support. Um, I'm going to link their Facebook page in the, in, the, in the podcast part of it, so y'all can definitely check them out. Uh, the link will be in the description, and uh, yeah, just give them a chance. Uh, Luis is a hard worker, and he'll work with you to get whatever product you need from them shipped worldwide. And uh, it's definitely worth the wait. They're amazing products. I am waiting to get mine in this week and I'll definitely be supporting and wearing it. So yeah, definitely check them out and uh, take it easy and stay metal. Hello everybody and welcome to Wrestling Has Lost Its Way. And to those watching on Twitch, hello, welcome to Wrestle Lost. If this is your first time watching us, this is about how it normally goes. Here's Johnny with the news. All right, we we do have a lot of news covered today. Uh, <clears throat> first, we want to send our condolences to, not condolences, but our well wishes to uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He uh, he said that this week that he's been diagnosed with prostate cancer. And I think he was having surgery yesterday. So uh, we hope he hope he gets hope he gets it better. <clears throat> okay, now next I want to talk about Greg Hudson. Who's Greg Hudson? Greg Hamilton. Greg Hamilton was SmackDown's ring announcer. He was fired earlier this week by WWE. Uh, and the speculation is because he threatened legal action on, on social media against a rapper named Westside Gun. I've never heard of him. It's some mumble rapper. But apparently he has a song called Undertaker vs. Goldberg. And in that in that song, I didn't I didn't hear it, but apparently Greg Hamilton's voice appears in in the song. So you know he got up all, all up about well, 
you know, they should have gotten permission to do that. You know, not like his voice copyrighted or anything, but then he, he so he started messaging him on, on social media to say, hey, you know, uh, you don't want uh, a lawsuit from WWE. <clears throat> and pretty much, yeah, if you're going to threaten somebody with legal action by the company you work for without discussing it with the company first, then yeah, I think that would be grounds of, of getting being fired. What do y'all think? I'm, I'm just, surprised WWE didn't threaten to sue him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I just surprised it took Greg to do it, not WWE. Well, I don't. Well, because well, WWE didn't know about it. Oh. Yeah. I just think people need to start watching what they say and do. Like I, I know we all have freedom of speech and shit like that, but you just got to watch what you say where you work. This coming from the guy who rages a lot at work. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just think watch out. Like, it's WWE, it's Vince. You know he doesn't give a fuck. And he'll take you out, man. And yeah. look at where we're at. So just watch yourself. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, WWE this week came out with their pay-per-view schedule for 2022, and it actually doesn't look that bad. Uh, there are actually fewer shows, pay-per-view shows next year. Uh, not not by not by that much, but uh, I I got the I got the list right here on, on my screen, so I'll I'll, I'll let y'all know. Uh, first. Just, just to let y'all know that there is not going to be a pay-per-view in December this year. There's no TLC this year. <clears throat> and that's because starting in January, we're having two pay-per-views. We're having uh, January 1st, WWE Day 1. And then four weeks later, still in January, on January 29th, my birthday, I want tickets. Uh, we have... The Royal, <laughs> the Royal Rumble in St. Louis. <laughs> All right. After the Rumble, we don't have a, and I'm sure there'll be a Saudi event in there somewhere, but we don't have another pay-per-view until WrestleMania on uh, on April 2nd and 3rd, which is going to be at AT&T Stadium here in Arlington. And it's, it's in Arlington, okay? It's not Dallas. I hate the fact that WWE... Always, this is Arlington. I know Dallas is, is the, the main city, but it's in Arlington. Get us straight. Sorry, I had to go out there for a minute. Mm -hmm. uh, after that, we have, and most of these pay-per-views are going to be on Saturdays in next year. We have a pay-per-view uh, on May 8th. Then we have uh, Money in the Bank. No, wait, sorry. Pay-per-view in May, pay-per-view on June, June 5th. Then in July, we have two pay-per-views. Money in the Bank is going to be on July 2nd. And SummerSlam is going to be on July 30th. That's, that's the first time SummerSlam is in, in July. Then after that, and this one's interesting, they're having a pay-per-view Labor Day weekend. 
which is the same weekend that AEW has All Out. So right now they have it for either Saturday, Saturday or Sunday. I'm guessing whichever one AEW picks for All Out, they're going to choose the other day. Or I've even heard they're even going to try and try and have their pay-per-view the same day as All Out. Which they say the September pay-per-view next year is the rumored UK pay-per-view. So which would which would mean it would come on here during the, during the day, which wouldn't affect all out anyway. <clears throat> and then finally, we have uh, Survivor Series next uh, November twenty-sixth. And like I said, I'm sure they're going to throw in a couple of Saudi pay-per-views here and there. But yeah, that's your pay-per-view schedule for twenty twenty-two. So a lot of Saturday pay-per-views is what you said. Yeah, uh, actually, they're all on Saturday except for the Mania Sunday and uh, the proposed uh, Labor Day pay-per-view. Okay, well, you're hearing it here before the year ends. Uh, a lot of watch-alongs next year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seems like it. Sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to be busy Labor Day weekend next year. We're going to be real busy next year. <laughs> All right. So somebody that's hoping to be busy again next year is Ring of Honor. Uh, unfortunately, on Wednesday, uh, Ring of Honor announced that first they announced they were taking a hiatus until uh, after the first quarter, until April 2022, to they're going to reimagine Ring of Honor, whatever that means. Uh, but then it also came out later that day that Ring of Honor released all their talent on their roster. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I, I thought some of them would have signed already with other company, but apparently they're taping their last set of tapings this weekend, which will take them all the way through uh, December. So as far as new shows, you know they're they're good for the rest of the year. But I mean, this is just a just a tough blow for everyone everyone involved. Uh, Ring of Honor has been around since two thousand two, and I believe without Ring of Honor, you know, wrestling wouldn't be what it is today. If without Ring of Honor, we wouldn't have that first uh, first version of NXT because you had people like. Uh, like Seth Rollins, who is uh, Tyler Black, and Kevin Steen, uh, Kevin Owens, El Generico, don't tell me that wasn't the same thing. Uh, all the members of Undefeated Era were in, were in Ring of Honor. Uh, yep. That three of the four, uh, Adam Cole, O'Reilly, and, and Roger Trump were all Ring of Honor champions. So, yeah, the NXT wouldn't have, wouldn't have happened. AEW probably wouldn't wouldn't be a thing if it wasn't for Ring of Honor because a uh, Ring of Honor hosted All In the the pre pay per view before uh, AEW they actually owned the owned the rights to that to that show uh, but at the time Cody was in, a, in Ring of Honor the Young Bucks Adam Page Kenny Omega they were all in AEW. Not to mention all the stars, the big stars that we have today started in, in Ring of Honor, like CM Punk, 
AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, to, uh, you know the the list the list goes on. Uh, Brian Danielson, he was Ring of Honor champion. Uh, but yeah, uh, and the, not to mention the talent today that you have there. You have uh, names like uh, Jonathan Gresham, one of the the, the high, highly rated uh, wrestlers out there today in the in the Indies. You have the uh, the Briscoe brothers, who uh, I, I think they'll be doing all right because they just won the GCW tag titles last weekend. But you have like uh, Dan Housen, uh, Flip Gordon, Jay Lethal. Mike Bennett, Maria Canellas, uh, EC3. They, they have a wrestler named, named Trisha Dora that just, just signed a couple months ago who has the best name of a finisher ever, the uh, the Larry Tubman. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the list goes on, you know, as, as far as talent that they have there. So, you know, uh, and this wasn't a Ring of Honor decision. This was... Uh, Sinclair Broadcasting, who owns Ring of Honor, that was their decision. So, some people are saying it, this company might not come back. I'm, I mean, I I'm hoping it does. If not, I I hope all these wrestlers find good homes. I know there's lots of people wanting different things. People want uh, they want the Dragon Lee and. Uh, Roosh and, uh, uh, to go to AEW and reform Los Angeles with Andrade. You know, people want to see Jonathan Gresham versus, versus Brian Danielson. This is, I mean, it's it's just a just a terrible situation, and I hope the best for everyone. Yeah, but before I move on with what I'm going to say. Since you did the Lariat Tubman joke, <laughs> did any of y'all see the picture of Dan Housen? No. So I don't know who did this. They have yet to figure out who did it, but they took a picture of the cast of Little House on the Prairie <laughs> and they put Dan Housen on every single one of the cast and they called it <laughs> Little Housen on the Prairie. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. So he, here's my thing about Ring of Honor. I think the reason they're doing what they're doing, I, I think it's not a good move. Let me start off by saying that. They need to stick with what works. And obviously, what they have been doing all those years works. The reason I think they're panicking right now is it's because of AEW. They see how quickly AEW is growing and doing everything they're doing over there and the success they have had in such little time. Yeah. That they think they need to find a way to revamp themselves because they might feel like they can't compete, which I'm not saying they're right or wrong. I, I just don't know what direction 
they would be going in or what they're actually going to do to make their product a lot better than what it actually is right now. I hope they have a really good plan in mind. Because like obviously you were doing really good, like you're doing decent. So maybe you don't need to change everything. You just need to somehow improve on what you got. I don't know. It's a confusing situation. It took everybody off guard whenever they announced this. So I, I'm just as confused as everybody else is of this news. Hopefully they yeah. can go the 2.0 route. Uh, that's a lot of people have been making jokes about that, and it's not funny. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't do an XC 2.0. Don't, don't, don't ruin let, it. Don't let the unicorns throw up on the, the arena. <laughs> um, but I, I think what they want to do, they want to try and make it more fan friendly because I, I, I know for the longest time, Ring of Honor shows are very dark. I mean, as far as I'm saying that, as far as the lighting goes, uh, so you can you can only see the ring and you can barely tell that there's people in the crowd. So I guess they want to they want to make it look more lively. I don't know, man. I don't know what their plans are. Obviously, nobody knows at this point. But they just need to be careful with what they do. Yeah. Okay, and last, uh, we need to discuss Charlotte Flair. <laughs> so, okay, since we didn't do a proper uh, podcast last week with news, uh, uh, last and we may have touched on it uh, last week. I don't know. I forgot. But uh, last Friday on SmackDown, her and Becky Lynch had a uh, <clears throat> a segment where they were supposed to just swap the titles, the women's titles, because they're on different shows now, which is the lamest way to to get new titles on, on people, uh, which. I think that that may be why they were upset to begin with, but uh, yeah, you didn't need a whole segment for that. No, no. <laughs> last year, last year, the New Day and 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 the uh, and the Street Profits just exchanged out of the backstage. That was it. But here, uh, you know, when Charlotte went to go hand, or actually, Becky was going to hand Charlotte the title, and. Before she could hand it to her, Charlotte just gr- grabbed it out of, out of her hands and just threw it down on, on the mat. Now, uh, uh, sh- uh, Charlotte said this this was that it, it flipped out of her hands. I don't think I don't think so. So then, uh, then uh, I, I guess I guess they picked it back up. Right after it hit the ground, I yeah. So Charlotte had yeah. Becky pick it up because yeah, Be- she yes. said Becky dropped her. So dropped Becky it. Becky picked it up and then then she threw it at yeah. threw it at her chest 
which come on, watch out, you might bust an implant. Um, I take time off again. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think you needed the booby pop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this this pissed Charlotte off. Uh, and after the segment ended, uh, Becky stayed in the ring because she was going to have a dark match after SmackDown went off the air. Charlotte had to be escorted out of the building before before uh, Becky went went to the back just in case they didn't want any altercation. Apparently, uh, Sonya Deville was upset, too, about this whole thing because she was out there with them. Uh, so, and then this week, WWE, they pulled Charlotte from all her, her appearances. Uh, and from what I hear, no one likes Charlotte backstage in WWE. All, all, all the women that they don't, they don't like her. So I, I don't know. It, it, it sounds to me like, well, I, I, she's not going to get released. She's not going to get released because she's a favorite of Vince, and she still has another year on her contract. And then she makes seven figures. So yeah, that's. That's the situation. People might hate me for what I'm about to say, but that's fine. I don't give a shit. I, like, you can hate me personally. That's fine. But everybody has their own opinion, and this is just mine. I think Charlotte thinks she's untouchable because of her name. Exactly. And to a point, I understand that because your dad and his legacy and you coming through and everything you did at NXT, again, four, four horsewomen can't deny that. But to think you're untouchable because of your name, you need to tread lightly with that because in the end, Vince is Vince, and he's going to do what he wants to do. Right, because you, you, you never know when the next round of releases are going to happen. Yeah. And I'm sorry, Malachi released. Bray Wyatt released. All these big names that have been released, Braun Strowman, they're not afraid. He's not afraid to say, oh, you think just because of your name and because of everything you've done for us that you can just say what you want to say and do what you want to do? No, you're in the wrong. And they wouldn't be afraid to let her go, I think. So I, I just went onto Charlotte's Twitter because I was looking for a certain thing, but I wasn't able... I wasn't able to find it, but I did find something else. So it's her in a white suit sitting in front of a chessboard, all the pieces knocked down except for the queen, black queen. And the caption she put is, we can't all be queens. Someone has to clap when I walk by. Who's she now, Roman Reigns? Exactly. Like... 
Acknowledge me. I give Charlotte credit for some things. As long as she has been with the company, I think some of her in-ring work needs work. Yeah. I'm not saying she's horrible. She's not. She's but not. she's also not the best. <laughs> so to think that you're in this position where you can say what you want to say, no, you're in the wrong here. I'm sorry. And if you keep going the way you're going, you're going to find yourself on the chopping block. <laughs> no one should be bigger than the company. Even Roman Reigns right now isn't bigger than the company. And and Freddie and I were talking about that early earlier in the week that I don't think Charlotte can, could cut it in AEW. Yeah. That that's <laughs> another thing that would not only I would catch shit for, but also Johnny would, because we agree. Like to go into AEW, you need that indie style of wrestling in your past. And she does not have that. She would get eaten alive in NXT, in AEW, not just because of her lack of that style, but the promos are different. Everything is a bit more ruthless in the AEW. The promos aren't as scripted as they are in WWE. Exactly. So you're not going to be handed a script. Every match isn't going to be completely planned out the way WWE does it 95% of the time. So you'd be fucked going over there. And you can come at me for that if you want, but that's just the motherfucking truth, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just she needs to be careful. Look at where you're at. Look at the position you're in. This is the perfect place for you to stay because anywhere else, they're not going to cater to you. you. (laughs) (laughs) That's just what I think. You know what? I want her to get rid of I, I, do want her, I want her to go to AEW. <laughs> yes. Okay. You can see what it's really like. And you can recognize what position you were in. And maybe then you would be able to appreciate it. They would take you back. Yeah, because uh, Andrade had said that he, he already, he wants his, quote, family there. And, not, and that's when he says his family, he means Los Ingobernales, Ric Flair, and Charlotte. Be careful what you wish for, man. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be slinging dick with your baby mama there is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. If that's what they want to do, fucking do it, but you're going to get eaten alive. You're not going to last. You're <laughs> that AEW is good about putting everybody on TV. We've said that. Yeah. Charlotte would be the first one to be asked 
to be asking to stay in catering. <laughs> That's my last thought on that. All right. Well, uh, real quick before we move on, I just want to touch on uh, last Saturday's uh, Impact Bound for Glory pay-per-view, which actually took place after Dynamite went off the air. Uh, but some of the, the the winners, we actually had all new champions except for the tag team Titan champions, which that's, that remains with the Good Brothers. Uh, uh, Mickey James beat Deanna Peraza for the Impact, for the Knockout title. Uh, Josh Alexander beat Christian Cage for the Impact World title. Earlier in the night, um, they had a, uh, a a call your shot battle royal, which is like their version of Royal Rumble, and they had some surprises in there. We saw we saw the Kiss Demon, <laughs> uh, Del Torberg was was in there. Uh, Rocky Romero, uh, Molina was in there. Uh, had several other. Uh, Surprises had Rich Swan, uh, but in the end, um, Moose won it. So that was essentially like their money in the bank contract. He cashed it in on Josh. Josh Alexander, he had his family in the ring. They were celebrating his win. And when Moose, Moose went in there, he beat Josh Alexander in front of his family for the mm-hmm. title. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, the inspiration won the knockouts tag team titles. <laughs> I'm afraid he was going to get a reaction. Why? I don't know. Why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, Trey, Trey Miguel won the uh, the, the X Division title. Uh, it was uh, I, I I didn't see it, but I heard it was a good show. I didn't watch it live. I saw some things later on in a bunch of recap videos. Look, who am I? I know this is going to sound fucking weird coming from me, but who am I to deny the inspiration of anything? Because if they really came in and hustled and did their thing and put up a great match, which from the couple of bits I saw from it, they did. Cool. I just think it shouldn't happen on the first night. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Cause that's a very, uh, a WWE thing to do. <laughs> Get, let, let them win the title on their first night. Yeah. And I think that's what they took into consideration whenever they brought them in is, Hey, look, these are former WWE talent. We need to treat them as such. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to put the title on them on their first night here. Yeah. I, I just don't – I don't care who it is. I don't enjoy the first night and you're a champion. No, I don't either. It needs to be built up to and – it wasn't, so that, I really don't care. That also includes wrestlers that are coming back. Yeah. Like Becky Lynch. Mm. Yeah. There was a lot of shit there when they did that. Yeah. 
Like, I know people were happy. I know some people were mad. But, yeah, whenever you return, and if you are, if you were going to put it on her, make it a natural match. Don't make it a squash match. Right. You know, I don't. I don't like Bianca as much as other people do, but if you wanted to make her a credible champion and you pretty much rushed her into the title picture as well, it, it just looks foolish when you do it, especially when you try and build up someone like Bianca and then, oh, hey, Becky's ready to come back. So just like that, you switch the title. Because of who it is, hmm. I don't want to be down on someone like Becky Lynch because I truly do like her. Just things need to be done differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. All right, that's. I know we had a little longer new segment today, but that's. Yeah, we kind of went off on there a little bit, like we always. Well, do. we had things to discuss. Yeah, we had a couple of things to discuss, but now that we've gone through the news and our discussions there, I'm going to go over to Johnny and get his moment for Raw. I don't have a particular moment for Raw because, and now that the draft's done with. Actually, I do have a moment, but I'll, I'll get to that. But Raw, this week, it seems like like they just moved SmackDown over the Raw. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you had you had the the tag match with the with the uh, the Street Profits against against Rude and Ziggler. And the Alpha Academy in a triple threat match. Okay, that's a, I think I've seen that in SmackDown before. Uh, and I, I, I know I know there were a couple other matches. They just don't bring to mind right now. But the one match the, I was that. The oh yeah. All well, well, all. well, yeah. I'll get that. I'll get to that. I'm getting to that. No, I'm saying they were all on SmackDown. Two I know. Weeks ago. No, uh, that's that's the match I liked. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, we had uh, another Mustafa versus Ali match, uh, which they're both on SmackDown now. Uh, <clears throat> did we? I don't know. Anyway, uh, the nice start of, you know, Big E came out and he did the whole face, you know, face thing. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm here on Raw now. The draft is over. He let the fans have their their moment. They chanted like "Let's go Astros" for about two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then after that, that yeah, then you get first Seth Rollins comes out and he talks about all his all his title wins that he's had. Then then uh, then Rey Mysterio comes out. He talks about all his title wins. Finn Balor comes out, does the same thing. Kevin Owens comes out, does the same thing. It's like they're just like reading off their Wikipedia pages. Mm-hmm. Just talking about all the championships they won. And then so then Sonya Deville, you know, before they could, you know, start brawling, 
she came out and made a fatal four-way match for later on that night. A fatal four-way ladder match. And the winner would get a future uh, shot against the Big E for the title. So it was uh, it was Finn Balor versus Rey Mysterio versus Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. And, uh, I mean, it, it was a good match for being on TV. It, it got some time. Yeah, maybe the, the last 30 minutes. Uh, I don't I don't like the outcome. Uh, hmm. Kev, Seth, Seth Rollins won the match. Um, I, I would have liked to have seen either Finn Balor or Kevin Owens win it. But You know, you had to have Seth win. He was the only heel there. Come on, Big E's the- yeah, I, so. I guess so. I, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I guess. And, and I guess he is done with Edge for, for real now. Uh, so, yeah, so yeah, Seth Rollins is going to be taking a biggie at some point. I don't know when, because seeing how after Survivor Series, there's not another pay per view until January 1st. Um, so it might end up being on Raw. They'll be, or maybe they'll be at that pay per view. Maybe, but I mean, do you really want to wait that long? I don't know. Maybe they'll, they'll, they'll probably think that they just forgot about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm not as upset that it is Seth Rollins going up against Big E. This is why. Even though Big E is our champion and we recognize that shit, he needs to go out there and take down a lot of former champions to kind of cement his name a little bit more. I I don't know who you do after Seth Rollins, but I think this should be a one and done. You have... Seth Rollins versus Big E. Big E puts on a great show. Also Seth, because we can't deny what kind of an athlete Seth is. But you give a lot of offense to Big E. You make him look really great against Seth. And that's when it's like a punch to the gut to Seth, where he has to go reevaluate himself a little bit. And we can take Big E a little bit more serious. I just think that's where they should go with this, if that's what they actually decide to do. I'm happy, but if this is gonna if this is gonna be a long feud between Seth and Big E, that's a mistake. No, just make it a one and done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the one and done against a lot of former champions would be the best route to take with Biggie. So, hey, if that's what it is, I'm happy. If that's not what they're doing, I am upset like Johnny. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to give WWE a chance. I, they don't deserve the chance. <laughs> I don't want to do this because I have a feeling I'm going to be disappointed. But... I guess I'll give it a chance just to see what the fuck happens, but I'm ready to be disappointed. <laughs> so now that we got Johnny's moment in there, 
I'm going to go over to Drew and see what his moment for Raw is. Well, Johnny took the good moment. (laughs) 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 Pretty much. (laughs) Although I did like Liv's Chucky gear. Liv Morgan wearing the Chucky-inspired gear. And then Corey has his new porn mustache. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought that was funny. Uh, let's see what else. Yeah, you took the good moment. Oh, and Bearcat is now from North Texas, not Wichita Falls. He's just oh, from North Texas. Oh, oh, did they say North Texas? Yes, they did. Oh, <laughs> too bad. Yep. At least they stuck with Texas and they didn't change that shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much it for me. Oh, <laughs> I just right. enjoyed the. I really enjoyed the ladder match, though. <laughs> that ladder match was pretty damn good. Um, I want to talk about Austin Theory defeating Dominic Mysterio. I don't want to focus on the match because it was a decent match, but it was a rare moment on Raw where Ray was a non-factor, finally. In a Dominic match. Like, normally there's some sort of Mysterio interference or distraction or something to try and help out Dominic. And that was fine at first because Dominic was new. So, cool. I, I understood. Now that he's been around a while, I think it's smart to start separating Mysterio and Dominic. Like, obviously, Mysterio was in this fatal four-way for the number one contender for the title, but he needs to focus either on the title a little bit more or get his own program going and let Dominic start doing his own thing. Let Dominic start having a singles entrance. Like, let's get him his own shit. I think he does have his own music. He he does, but it's normally with Mystery coming out with him. Yeah. And I think they need to start separating the two right now. I'm not saying completely forget that that's his dad, but just have them each do their own thing. Like they all they were already tag team champions. They had that. Who else can say that? Only them. So, yeah, I think it's smart here that they started doing this, if that's what they're doing. Hell, yeah. I I think Dominic is going to benefit from this a lot more. And it's going to put a little bit more weight on his name. So, hell, yeah. I'm all down for Dominic doing his own thing. I hope they just decide to go with that in these next couple of weeks. So now that we've had our moments in there for Raw, I'm going to go back to Johnny and moment for SmackDown. Okay. Just like just like Raw, I think SmackDown only had one good moment, so I'm probably going to end up taking it, taking it from one of you. But they finally did something different with the women's division. Charlotte came out at the beginning, 
I wasn't really paying attention to what she what she was saying because she's Charlotte. Uh, but then, so then, then Sasha King comes out, and I'm thinking, I really, we're still doing this again. And you know, they start they start going back and forth. But then something different. Shotzi comes out with the tank. <laughs> and Shotzi actually fired. She literally fired the first shot. <laughs> she, she, uh, she wanted to challenge Charlotte for the title. Well, um, they had a match. It wasn't for for the title. It was a, uh, fucking a contenders match. championship contenders match, which doesn't make sense. Uh, but anyway, they had a good match, and you know, I, I would have liked to have seen Shotzi win, and I think she was going to win, except except this match had a lame finish. You had Sasha was out there, you know, being a cheerleader the whole time for uh, for Shotzi, uh, and uh, yeah, Sasha got up on the apron distracted Shotzi and, and rolled up uh, Charlotte rolled her up for the win or, or gave her natural selection for the win but then after that after the match ended uh, you know Shotzi was arguing, arguing with Sasha and Shotzi just started beating Sasha down so I don't know people are saying this, this is I don't know if you consider this a hill turn. I don't know if some people said that, but hey, I'm just glad they have a they have some giving someone new an opportunity. Hmm. And I'm I'm looking forward to see what happens next. Yeah, with Shotzi's character, I I think this is a heel turn. Yeah, and I would be fine with it because. She could go either way. She could make both believable because we love her coming out in the tank. Yeah. But then you getting in the ring and being a true badass, heel and all that, it, it just fits perfectly with the tank gimmick. Like obviously you coming out and shooting the first shot. Like that's funny. Like obviously shooting a shot. But it it just works for me. Yeah, I want to see more of it. And even though she lost to Charlotte, which this is the confusing part for me, is you have her take the loss, but she's not mad at Charlotte. She's not going after Charlotte. You go after Sasha. It's confusing. Yeah. Well, I think first you you take out Sasha to get to Charlotte because Charlotte Sasha's not going to leave Charlotte alone. <laughs> True. It it just it, it was a little bit confusing. I think she should have went after both after the match. And have her look strong that way. Yeah, I don't know. I like this that. Might just me, this might just be me wanting a lot on the first night. 
having someone like Shots. <laughs> I'm but, blaming Pat McAfee for calling her a spider monkey. <laughs> Pat, his, his commentary was all over the place this week. Yeah. He needs to go back. You don't belong here. No, yeah, you I, don't. He's had a moment or two, and that's saying a lot. It, I just haven't liked it from the beginning. So, yeah, we just need to get rid of him. <laughs> have that to do with him. Have a one-man commentary team. That's it's fine. I would prefer a one-man commentary team. Which that isn't a team. It's just a person, <laughs> a single commentary person. I would prefer that over having Pat Matt. Yeah, it, it worked for Kevin Kelly, in New Japan. <laughs> yeah, I would prefer that, but that's just something they need to work on. I don't know who they would get, but uh, let's just leave it at that. I don't want <laughs> yeah. to anger myself with Pat McAfee bullshit right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Now that we got Johnny's moment in there, I'm going to go over to Drew and see what his moment was for SmackDown. Yeah, there wasn't much. Unfortunately, this is the only WWE show that didn't have a ladder match this week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess my moment was King Woods knighting Sir Kofi and calling him the right hand of the king. <laughs> <laughs> Basically still in Jey Uso's job because he's the right hand of the, of the table. <laughs> but yeah, well, funny ap- when apparently that was a Kofi a, knighted. Yeah, apparently <laughs> that was a Game of Thrones reference. <laughs> yeah. I didn't watch Game of Thrones, so I don't know. Neither, neither did I. <laughs> I wanted to watch it, but I didn't either. I need so we to. Have, so we have King Woods and Sir Kofi, which I yeah. kind of like the way they're going. <laughs> yeah. And then they challenge. New, New Day comes out, interrupts them. Uh, have the match at the end, and New Day actually gets the win over the Usos. So I guess they're in line for a title shot, I guess. They beat the champs. So. Yeah, yeah I, maybe, <laughs> I guess. Because, you know, when they have a championship contenders match, they could have that multiple times. So you look at how many times Shotzi and Tegan beat, uh, uh, beat hmm. uh, Natalia and Tamina, and they never got their right. title shot. <laughs> but right. I, I I did like uh, the interaction that the new they had with Hit Row backstage. Yeah, that was I'm pretty. Not a, I'm not a fan of Hit Row, but <laughs> I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Hit Row either. But yeah. I mean, they need someone to beat up, you know, until they have a match with the Usos. Hit, Hit Row, I think, I think they brought them up too early from NAC. I didn't I mean, They had only been a group for what a couple months, maybe, maybe during the for, during the summer. That's about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, they hadn't been around too long, which is, isn't bad, but at, at least they're not coming through and claiming the tag title like night one or something. Like They're actually getting put through the ring. Yeah. So that's fine with me. You know, I'll take a little bit of hit row action. 
that's fine. As long as you build them up right, this could work. So, because I don't want to sound negative about it, because I really like every time it's been Usos versus New Day, but they have done it a lot. Yeah, they have. The only thing I'm going to say is, even though they've done it a lot, we haven't seen it in a good bit. There's been a little bit of spacing between the matches. So with having Hit Row in there, maybe that's a way of prolonging this. I don't mind it, but I was a little bit scared whenever they announced it was the that they were gonna knight Kofi. I was a little bit scared of a Xavier Woods heel turn. Wow. <laughs> that didn't because, cross my mind. Because him being king of the ring, it could get to him. Because to me the order is Kofi, Biggie Xavier. I think that would be the order for me as far as how how who I find best in that group. Yeah, I, I I agree with that too because I know Kofi's been he's been there since since like two thousand eight. Yeah. And, Kofi, and, and Xavier has been there like ten years. And it, I mean, uh, Big E has been there like 10 years. Xavier, he's been there for a little bit, but he hasn't really done much of anything. I mean, he started up uh, coming down the ring with Brodus Clay and being being a, a, a well, not a Funkadactyl because that was, that was Naomi. That was Naomi, but he was with that group anyway. Yeah. Mm, I, I would just put that because of how long. Kofi's been in WWE. The powerhouse that Big E is. And and then Xavier, like, he has the look. They just need to work on his singles career a bit more. So this might have been a chance to do it if they really wanted to. That's why I was afraid of a heel turn. Because Big E's over there doing his thing. So it would have been the perfect chance to do something with Xavier. But at the same time, you don't want to completely dismantle the New Day. Right. So I understand that they went with this, and I'm happy with it for now. But eventually, one of them is have to is going to have to go uh, heal. And I think Xavier would work. I think what happened maybe next draft, Kofi uh, here. Uh, Xavier gets sent to the other shows. Kofi and Biggie stay on one show. That way he can get his, as, as reigning king of the ring, can get his own push over there on one show by himself. One way to do it. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. It, it, it sucks that we have we would have to wait a whole year for this, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. A year can fly by, so I'd be down for it. Um, 
as far as my moment of the night, we're going to go future booking that probably is not going to happen. <laughs> doing that. Adam Pierce confirming that Brock Lesnar is fined $1 million. <laughs> I don't care who you are and how rich you are, a million dollars is a million dollars. <laughs> yeah. One million. <laughs> That's exactly where I was going to go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a million dollars is a million dollars. So I think Brock isn't going to be too happy with Adam Pierce, and he's just going to come after him and just start bullying him a little bit more and just pushing Adam Pierce. What I, I so. want is Adam Pierce to not be a pussy anymore. I want him to stand up for himself. And I want to see Adam Pierce versus Brock Lesnar. I mean, we might might get that because you know supposedly they're going to have Roman and Brock again at WrestleMania, so you you've got time. You have time yeah. to do it. Yeah, it, it, he doesn't have to win. He yeah. just has to look good because we all know he can wrestle. Because of his past. Yeah, he's a former NWA champion. So why not utilize that? Again, you have to see what you have and use it to your best, use them to their best potential. And Adam Pierce can put up a good fight against Brock. So I wouldn't mind watching it. Because as Loomsy just said, Adam Pierce is basically Brandon Cutler these days. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. Like I didn't think about it that way until he just put it in chat. But yeah, that's that's basically what this is. So in, instead of Cole Stracy, he could have a can of mace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something. There is shit there to be done, and and I don't it, I don't know if you noticed this, but Adam Pierce was when he, he when he cut that promo he he was at a, at his house. So, are we going to get a Brock Lesnar home invasion? <laughs> well, we know WWE does love doing home invasion. Yeah, they do. We just got one last month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, look, man, if, if this is. If this is what it's headed to, I'm there for it. And I just want to say that I called it Halloween 2021. I called it. So we're going to keep this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want to see Adam Pierce do more. I think if he was able to finally, finally grow up again and fucking be a man and stand up for yourself, I think it could work. So let's just start doing that. So now that we got our moments in there for SmackDown, I'm going to go over to Drew to get our mm -hmm. NXT rundown of the week. 
Yeah, I, I heard we got new champions this week. So neither one of y'all watched it? Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we had Halloween Havoc on Tuesday. We had four championships defended. Started off the night with a triple threat tag team ladder match for the women's tag team titles. We had EO Shirai and Zoe versus Indy and uh, versus Parada against Toxic Attraction. These ladies put on the line. <laughs> Pretty much everyone took a big spill at one point during the match. Uh, probably the biggest fall EO took. She was climbing the ladder in the middle ring, reaching for the belt. She was pushed over the ropes onto the ladder between those laying between the uh, announce table in the ring. Went through it and toxic attraction. Climbed the ladder, got the win, which would be Gigi and JC. Jane. Uh, the next title match was Raquel Gonzalez versus Mandy Rose. And they spun the wheel and it landed on Chucky's choice. So <laughs> Chucky was a, uh, a guest host. And his choice was a trick or street fight match. <laughs> that was that, that. That was the first one we had of the week. Right, we had two. <laughs> uh, so how did that? Mandy, Mandy, uh, they beat each other. Pretty much went kendo sticks, chairs, everything. Uh, but there was a person like dressed up, come out with a shovel and hit uh, Raquel Gonzalez in the back while she was on the apron. And Mandy took advantage of that and got the win. And then Raquel's laying in the middle of the ring and the person in the mask uh, reveals themselves to be Dakota Kai. So Dakota Kai <laughs> cost Raquel the championship. <laughs> I guess they decided not to bring her up anymore. Probably. Doesn't sound <laughs> like it. Yeah. Uh, MSK fought Imperium. They spun the wheel as a lumberjack or lantern match. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, at one point, all the lumberjacks just started fighting everybody, all, each other, and the lumberjacks left, so it was like a regular match. <laughs> and MSK actually lost their titles, and Purim's the new champion. Mm -hmm. So that's three yeah. title changes this week. Yeah. Uh, we had a debut this week. Solo Sequoia debut. Yeah, that's he the, is, uh... He's actually Joseph Fatu, mm -hmm. the Uso's younger brother. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I actually uh, I, I've heard people to say that he's not going to be in NXT long just because he he could be a third Uso, you know, yeah. he could be add, added to, and, to the bloodline. And you can tell he's he looks just like Jake, except for he's got short Jay and Jimmy, except for he's got a short beard and blonde hair, short blonde <laughs> hair. But the face is just identical, pretty much. In uh, our main event. It was a Breaker versus Chompa match. And here's a quote by Chucky talking to Braun Breaker. 
I hope being a loser doesn't run in the family. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. That's what he said to Braun Breaker. Uh, and at one point, Vic called Breaker's move a Frankensteiner. <laughs> Just come out and say it, people. I mean, I mean, you could use. I mean, that is a, a, a move now. People use Frankenstein. Right. <laughs> uh, Breaker actually kicked out of the fairy tale ending, which nobody's done before. But Champa got three new strikes and another fairy tale ending to win the match. So Champa retained. So three of the four titles changed at Halloween Havoc. Champa's the only one that regained kept his title. And if you, I mean, if you think and about it, you know, Carmelo Hayes, attraction. you know, Carmelo Hayes is a North American champion. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think Ch uh, Champa and Kushida are the only ones that are still still have their titles. Actually, Kushida doesn't. Roger Strong has his title. Oh right, the, yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, so Champ and so the cruiserweight. And the last episode, Johnny uh, and Dexter took uh, Carmelo's title. So had they had to go to Dexter's house, which was basically a haunted house. So Trick and Carmelo are walking through the haunted house, being scared. <laughs> <laughs> but they finally get the title back. So next week we're actually getting a match, a tag team match between uh, Trick no. and Carmelo and Loomis and Johnny. And Toxic Attraction has all the ladies go, so. Oh, yeah, that's right. Dominant. Which I don't mind. Yeah. Because I know they're a bit new, and there he goes. Okay, he'll come back. Yeah. But, but you know, that's, you know, Mandy Rose, She she, I think this is her first her first title in WWE. She never won the NXT title before. Yeah, yeah, she never <laughs> did. So it, it's it's good to see that they're finally doing something worthwhile with Mandy Rose, at least. At least she has a title, and she has people behind her. So I, I can't be too mad at it. I would say the two things in my mind that stuck out in NXT this week that we need a lot more of is Chucky. Chucky <laughs> was great. And what I'm going to call him for the time being until I can remember his name, Nuso. The new Nuso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think those are the two good things coming out of this week. Uh, for Solo one? Sequoia. <laughs> the name is Solo. Solo. Sequoia. Sequoia. Like, like the tree? The S -I -K -O -A. only. S-I-K-O-A. Yeah. All right. That shouldn't be too hard to remember. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, out of everything I've heard since NXT was changed up i think this is the most interesting week and i told andrew this before we went live it might not be enough for me to start watching every single week 
But if Solo Sequoia starts doing some real amazing shit, I could be lured back into watching. He could be the one to get me to watch NXT. I'm free for the most parts on Tuesday. It's my choice mm-hmm. to watch NXT. And and no offense to, to Champa, but I think I think Braun Breaker should should have the title. I, I, I Champa's had his time. You know, he he's I don't think he fits into this new NXT. He needs to go to the main roster. Yeah, it, it's gonna. I don't be think a- he wants to. No, he doesn't want to. I know he said that he doesn't want to. In fact, but and I think he said maybe he might have a couple of years left in him. So, yeah, he may just stay in and see. Yep. Yeah. Uh, interesting stuff. I will say that in in its own bubble, this one show was interesting. And I hope that's just not because it was Halloween week. <laughs> I hope they decide to carry on somehow and keep it interesting next week. But we're just going to have to wait and see. So, interesting yeah. stuff. They interesting. had that pay-per-view feel, which they do that every once in a while. They'll have their pay-per-views on a weekly show, but that's what it had, a pay-per-view feel. Yeah. And hey, good good on them because that's what the old NXT used to be. Some some random Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever they were on, because there was that switch, um, it would just feel like a pay per view. So hell yeah, they just need to carry on, focus on this good shit, and. I might start watching again if they keep on. If I keep on hearing good shit from Andrew, I'll start watching. <laughs> so now that we've been through the moments of WWE, I'm going to go back to Johnny and get his moment for Dynamite. All right. Another, another good week of shows for Dynamite. This, uh, this week has started off with a match. CM Punk's first Dynamite match it was against Bobby Fish and Bobby Fish gave CM Punk a run for his money uh, CM Punk he, he won the match with the go to sleep but he almost didn't he was almost not able to give Fish the GTS because Fish was targeting that knee that he uses for the GPS, and when he when he finally did hit the GTS, it took him took him a little while to, to get the pin because he was uh, he was selling the, the the knee injury. Uh, but when he did get the pin, Bobby Fish kicked out right after the three count. Like just uh, maybe a half a second later, he would have. Kicked out of GTS, but they they put on a good match, uh, and I, I I I like I like what CM Punk's doing. You know he's he's playing it off as if 
you know, he's been out of the ring for seven years, so he might have a little, a little ring rust. And each, you know, each match, he's 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 getting better. He's building up to the level where he can challenge for the the AEW title, which will happen down the line. But for now, uh, you know, he's 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 great, man. He, he hasn't had hasn't had a bad match. They've all been competitive, you know. He's he and he knows how to put over put over the new stars without actually you know beating them. Yeah, um, I bought into maybe Bobby Fish not winning. But if he did, for some reason, it, it made it believable. Yeah, it did. CM Punk is just really good at putting these people over, man. And just to see the look on his face, it finally had the look of, ooh, this could have gone either way. Like, he was a bit worried once it ended. But... It went his way. He's the master at doing it. Like I said, it's been it's been years since he's been in the ring. So obviously a little bit of ring rust with ring rust, which I think probably for the most part gone by now. He's just selling it like he does. So yeah, all good shit from CM Punk so far. So and Bobby Fish. Thanks for being a badass, dude. Like, I I fucking love the shit you're doing now that you're in AEW. So keep at it, man. And I would say six months to a year down the line, I could see you being a champion. So hell yeah. Good shit on CM Punk and Bobby Fish. So now that we got Johnny's moment in there, I'm going to go over to Drew and see what he enjoyed. I enjoyed the TNT title match. Sammy, whoa, Sammy Guevara versus Ethan Page. And I still say Sammy's running Spanish Fly is just the coolest thing ever. <laughs> uh, it's a back and forth match. Sammy finally gets this pin. Uh, he gets the win. And then Sky and Page attack Sammy. Uh, then the inner circle come out to the rescue. And then Jericho gets on the mic, and we learn that, and we actually got a page uh, beat your meat chant going. For Jericho <laughs> told us what Page does in his hotel room, <laughs> which is the funniest thing that happened this week. We learned that Page beats his meat in his hotel. Then <laughs> we got the beat your meat chant. <laughs> And any excuse to sing Judas is just pretty cool anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was my moment. Especially the beat your meat chant. <laughs> yeah. That just gives me an idea for December is all I'm going to say for now. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that was really good shit, man. The, the one thing I want to bring up, and I want to get both of your thoughts on this because 
I have a lot of thought on it. Cody coming out and being booed a lot ever since defeating Malachi. I want to know what your thoughts on it is and what direction you think this would be headed. Well, um, you know, it shows you that Malachi is more uh, more popular than Cody is. And then, you know, they didn't they didn't want to see Malachi lose this this early in his AEW career, and you know, Cody is you know he's he's delusional. He wants to be a face, but really he's a heel, and he doesn't want to admit it. And he's a heel. Yeah, I I do think eventually. Uh, time-wise here, I would say you could roll with this for about three months and Cody would finally hit his breaking point and realize that he's been a delusional face and finally accept that he's a heel and that's when you could do a lot more with him. New song, new gear, new presentation. That's where this all should be headed. And that's all thanks to the genius of Malachi. (laughs) Because this isn't the end of that feud. They might not have a match for a while, but I, th- I do think that Malachi is going to be in Cody's head through videos, through being out there during his matches, in a lot of different ways. Malachi is going to stay in Cody's head. And it, it's just going to fuck with him to that point where it's going to finish turning him heel. So... It's a, it's a good start. I like where this is going. I was, I know during our uh, during our live reaction to it, I was a little bit unhappy that Malachi took the loss. And so was every but, other fan. <laughs> yeah. But now that it's been a little bit of time and I see what they did the following week, I'm not as obsessed. Because this is gonna, this is creating change, and that's what I like—a company that can have us feel some sort of way, and then flip it on us and make us understand what they are doing. And like we've said a lot, AEW is the best at doing this right now. So, more props to AEW for that moment. So, uh, I think it took one match too far with Cody and Malachi. They should have stopped after the second one, after Malachi won the second one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They shouldn't have had that third one. And if they hadn't had that third one, hadn't had Cody 
win, I think Cody could still be a face. But Cody winning that third one, no. Especially with the way the fans were cheering for Malachi. You have to be able to read. They didn't read the audience correctly. (laughs) They might not have, but we don't know what their ultimate plan is. Right. With it being AEW, I I think they know what they were getting themselves into. I think they were ready for the boots. I, I think they were ready for the fans to be a little bit angry. I say a little bit, but <laughs> there was a lot of anger because of the Malachi loss. But I think they were prepared to take that heat. And in a little less than a week, be like, see, we turned it on you. This is what it is. Malachi is still a badass. We're going to work on Cody a little bit more. And you're going to see the ulterior motive here. Like the big picture is what it's about. We've said it many times that WWE used to be the master of long-term storytelling. Not anymore. AEW is where it's at. So it's going to be a hell of a ride, man, with Cody and what they're doing and Malachi. So a lot of, I, I would I would say it's a lot of really good shit again. I am definitely happy now that I see where they are starting to go with this. So, hell yeah. Pretty good shit on Dynamite, man. Like, you can't go wrong there. We're always good with Dynamite. So, now that we got our moments in there for Dynamite, I'm going to go back to Johnny and get his moment for Rampage. And the good stuff continued on Rampage. Uh, This week, they went back to having the main event as the first match, which I didn't I didn't mind because this week the match was a, a semifinal uh, match in the TNT uh, or not well, not the TNT but the championship eliminator tournament between Brian Danielson and Eddie Kingston. They these two they went at it. They they lit <laughs> each other up with so many chops. Uh, Brian Danielson's chest was all beat red by the end of the match. Uh, that they had, they they had high high flying spots, went back and forth. Uh, in the end, Brian Danielson uh, prevailed with that. He, he did a triangle choke on Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston didn't tap out, as he would say uh, shortly after this, but he passed out. <laughs> so, Brian Danielson is moving on to the finals of that of the tournament, which are going to be held on the on the thirteenth at Full Gear. So, yeah this this was this was a good match. I've seen some people say that this this Brian Danielson match with Kingston may have been better than the Brian Danielson Kenny Omega match. I don't uh, I don't necessarily think so. It was close. Uh, they got a good uh, 20 minutes out of it. But, yeah, they, it, it was still a really good match. 
Yeah, it, it was a really good match, and I liked I liked the ending of it because it makes Danielson look. I mean, you don't need to make Danielson look strong, <laughs> but it made him look really good with the submission finish, and. Eddie Kingston doesn't lose anything because he didn't tap out. He passed out. So, fuck, man. I, I just enjoyed the match. I I took myself out of everything. I wasn't on my phone. Yeah. It was I was 100% focused because he, even before when they announced the match, everybody was like, this is going to be the match of the night. And again, AEW starting off with the main event first. It blows my mind every single time. Yeah, because this match was actually taped after after Dynamite on Wednesday, so a lot of no, no one was spoiling it, but they were just saying it was it, it was one of the best the best matches. Mm-hmm. Uh and also, I, I don't know if you noticed this, but in the five matches that he's won, he's won every match with a different move. Yeah. So he 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 has he has a, a whole list of of moves that that he can he can get you with. Yeah, you never know, man. Like the unpredictability of Brian Danielson. And how he's going to dismantle you and beat you, no matter how good you are. Like, I am so happy. (laughs) That's all I want to say is I am happy that Danielson is here. Because as respected as he was in WWE, this is a different level for him and everybody in aew is bringing out the best in him i'm just happy (laughs) and yeah just blowing our minds match after match after match i fucking love it so hell yeah i'm glad that he's going to the finals uh definitely I think gonna be him and Moxley. I think and, so. Holy shit! Now that I said it, I internally freaked out a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> so he's just discounting. He's just discounting the Orange Cassidy completely. He's he's, he's seen the match in his head already. <laughs> we all know my love for Orange Cassidy, <laughs> but the story there is Danielson Moxley. Yep. I'm sorry, like, not taking anything away from Orange, because I think eventually he's going to get there, too. He's going to get his moment as champion. But, fuck, this, the story they're going to tell... Yeah, plus it's going to be on a pay-per-view, so they have to put a, 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 a quality match... Yeah, like like this. And yeah. not not saying Gorge Cassidy not a quality wrestler, but but Moxley's a bigger name. Yes, 
Moxley is the bigger name. Moxley is unhinged. We all know that. <laughs> That's not a surprise. So he is the wild card. He is unpredictable. And like I just said, Danielson is unpredictable, but in a more controlled manner. So to what point is Danielson going to break? Like he eventually is going to have to break out of the norm and go just as crazy as Moxley and just say, fuck it. And throw it all out there. Moves we haven't seen from him yet. Like, we're going to see Danielson at his best against Moss. And that's saying a lot, seeing as everything we have seen so far from him. So, I just panicked. I, I, I am happy, but I also panic just thinking about what the fuck we're going to see next. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man. Who knows what's next to come from him? And we're all just going to have to wait and see, unfortunately. <laughs> we're going to have to wait for long. That's the good thing. Yeah. So, now that we got Johnny's woman in there, I'm going to go over to Drew and see what his moment was. Well, we know what your moment's going to be, so I'm going to let you have it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take the setup for Punk's next rival. He was giving an interview with Tony Schiavone, and Kingston, after his disappointing loss, decided to interrupt them, and them two had words. Had to be separated. And you notice Ruby Wright came out there to help separate them? That was funny. A Ruby Soho came out there to separate them? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> like, she's one of the smallest people there. How's how's she stopping Eddie? But they, yeah, I, I I was distracted because Eddie knocked the mic out of, out of Tony Schiavone's hand, and Tony just yeah. bent over to pick it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that sets up probably Punk's next match. It's gonna be him and Kingston. Yeah, I, full I, gear. yeah, I think that's gonna be the full gear match. Which probably another pretty good match by Eddie, but at, after the one he just had last yeah. Friday night, so I enjoyed that. <laughs> this puts me in the spot <laughs> because I mean we don't have to say like our love for CM Punk is there, but. Eddie Kingston, though, <laughs> he, he's he got me, man. Like, after taking the loss to Danielson, I think he needs something. He needs a win. And as brutal as he is, I don't think CM Punk is ready for that. He might get a win between now and Full Gear to hold that over, but I still think he's going to fight Punk at Full Gear. Because you still got two weeks. Maybe yeah. He'll get something. Oh, they're going to fight. 
this isn't going to be a match. This is going to be a fight. Yeah. You're going to fucking fight. I just don't know how it's going to go. Like, normally when you go into a match, you can say, okay, I think this person is going to get the win. You have some sort of an idea of who's going to win. Now, sometimes we're surprised, and it goes the other way, but it's really close in those situations. I don't know here. <laughs> because I think he, he's been pushed to the limit, and he needs a win. And I just think he's going to go crazy on CM Punk. But then CM Punk is going to get right back and go crazy at him, too. So I just don't know anymore. (laughs) But in a good way. Like, with WWE. It's Halloween, people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, look, man. Here's how I'm going to wrap it up. With WWE, you don't know how things are going to go. And it bums you out. Because you know it's not going to be good nine times out of ten. With AEW, it's the other way around. Sometimes you don't know how it's going to go, but you are excited for that unpredictability. And that's what we have right now. It's a lot of unpredictability with AEW as far as how the matches are going to end up in the long run. Who could have said, hey, we're going to get delusional Cody and he's going to end up being a heel. Like I wouldn't have thought of that seeing as how he has booked himself in AEW so far. Who would have thought we would have had Moxley as a dad being like, I got all this rage inside of me, but then I look in her eyes and it just like enters him, but he still goes out there and is a maniac. Like we're getting a lot of different shit here that I never thought we were gonna get from AEW. So it just makes me happy that we don't know what's gonna happen in the end there either, but we're just along for the ride. Like I turn on dynamite, I turn on rampage. And wherever it goes, I just know I'm going to end up happy with a smile on my face at the end of the night. So, different sort of happy ending (laughs) that we enjoy. So, yeah, lots of good shit there from AEW this week, as, as we always have. And seeing as it's Halloween... They pulled a lot of that shit in there too. Uh, the elite as the Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. The the big reveal at the end where uh, they had a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man that they thought was Brandon Cutler. Yeah. But, but it was actually Hangman Adam Adam Page. <laughs> yeah, I they. The reason I brought that up, I don't want to get into it too much. I just want to quickly talk about it. So a lot of people were like, okay, 
So when WWE does that shit with the Miz and the zombies, <laughs> you call it bullshit. Because they were trying to pass it off as actual zombies. And right. then you see this shit with this good shit with the elite as the Ghostbusters. Well, guess what? The elite weren't out there like, hey, we're actual Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. And plus with the zombies, they were also promoting a movie. Yeah. So it, it just falls apart, man. Arguments people try to start, they fall apart. Like WWE was promoting a movie and trying to pass them off as actual zombies, as in AEW, where they were just having a fun Halloween match. Yeah, I mean, you had Stu Grayson dressed up as Bambi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or no, no John, Silva, John, Silva. John Silva. Yeah. Stu Grayson was the guy from a uh, God. Gods of War. Yeah. And Coke Cabana dressed up as, as uh, Brandon, Brandon Color Color. was the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I just wanted to point that out just to kind of set people straight. Don't try and start shit when there isn't shit. Just enjoy what this is. You just need to enjoy wrestling. Just be happy with what this is. Like, I'm happy. So I shouldn't get frustrated with it. I just wanted to point it out and put people in their place in the most calm way that I can. So, yeah, lots of good shit for AEW. Like I said, we are happy with everything and going how did, on. And how did you not touch on Abaddon? I was about to. <laughs> <laughs> to co continue with the Halloween theme. Yeah. She scares me. <laughs> like, her. Where do I even start? I, I, I like how she, she tried to bite Britt Baker when uh, her hand when she did the, she did the, uh, the mandible claw. <laughs> yeah. She, I, I like Abaddon because obviously the horror aspect of it, but she's amazing in ring. The reason I like her even more is she's not afraid to take chances. I, she's not afraid to get laid out on thumbtacks. She's not afraid to do all these extreme spots where other people would completely shy away from doing that. And you or saw a lot of that here in this match. Yeah. Or the thumbtacks in the mouth. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, Who, damn, girl. In their right mind would put some thumbtacks in their mouth. I was going to say Mick Foley, but then you said in, in their right mind, so never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just... I just want to give her credit for everything she's doing. She's not afraid to stand out. And even though she's she's one of the female talents in AEW who doesn't get much screen time, when they do finally decide to give her a serious push, 
everybody is going to remember every little moment she has had and be like, yeah, you deserve this. She deserves it. Like, once, once she gets to that point where she has a championship around her waist, which, let's face it, she's going to be the champion, but she's going to do something extreme with the title as well. I didn't know exactly how she's going to handle it, but I'm going to love it when it happens because of every little bit that she's thrown in there so far. It's going to be a great moment when we finally come to it. So, yeah, I was going to touch on it, Andrew. You didn't need to worry about that, man. But <laughs> thank you for it. Yeah. Before we start wrapping this up, you know who we have to talk about. Mr. Zero Days himself. Mr. I'm going to tweet on Wednesday and just say two days. Oh. <laughs> it's finally here. Like, not here yet. Speaking of Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> His 90 days are up, Mr. Wyndham Rotunda. We're waiting on you. Where <laughs> are you? <laughs> here now. So, yeah, he tweeted out on Wednesday two days. And there was another tweet after that where it was just him and the guy who helped him come up with most of the story behind the fiend and help him push that even further. And then there was yesterday. I don't know exactly what was said. I didn't look into the whole story because it broke real late last night. But it was... Winden this morning, I saw that he responded to them and he said, you just wait until you hear my side of the story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Apparently someone in WWE, I, I, I don't know if he said, you know, use the names John and Johnny and Bruce, uh, you know, talking about John Laurinaitis and Bruce Pritchard. You know, somebody said that he deserved to be fired. Which obviously he didn't. But I'm glad he did. Because I want it to be happening like now. But as soon as, as long as it happens before December 15th or on December 15th, I, I would be happy, but for now, I'm just ready to hear what he has to say. Whoever gets him on that podcast, which I discussed with Andrew before we before we went live today, is it going to be Renee Young that gets Renee Paquette? My bad. Oh, sessions. Oh, sometimes. <laughs> I think well, I think I think it's gonna be a Jericho. Talk is Jericho. That's the other name we said. That was the two we threw out there. Yeah. It's gonna be one or the other. Either way, 
they're directly linked to AEW. So I don't know. I don't know where he's going to end up. I don't know who's going to get the podcast, him on the podcast first. All I'm going to say is I'm happy that we are here and that we finally made it past the 90 days. And and by the way, uh, he was talking about December 15th. Uh, December 15th, they're coming back here to Garland, and we already got our tickets. Yes, we did. <laughs> and I couldn't be more happy. Yeah. I'm just excited. <laughs> I, I know I've been excited and waiting for a long time. I, I can feel my heart beating real fast right now. I'm working myself up for something that I don't even know when is going to happen. You, you have the lantern nearby? I just need to calm down. Yes, give me one second. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to see this guy. I just want to see him again. Can we see him again? I'm excited for a lot. I'm just excited that we're going to go to AEW again. We weren't expecting that show in December. No, they just came in July. Yeah. <laughs> so. And and I can tell you that aside from, from uh, Chicago and Jacksonville, I think uh, this is going to be the only city that's had AEW three times since they've been around. Yeah. I, I'm just really excited that we're going to be able to go again and i just want everything to happen i want to i want to end the year on a really good note and there's not a better way to end the year than for us to be at an AEW live show in december so hell yeah man i want to see this guy we need to make it happen they need to make it happen you don't make it happen. I'm still gonna have fun at your show, obviously. But <laughs> I'm gonna be the tiniest bit disappointed. But one of the things I told myself is that I would not take WWE merch to an AEW show. But this is just too cool. I might have to take it. <laughs> I just want I want to meet him maybe, maybe even though it doesn't work anymore maybe he could sign it I yeah fucking right here you can sign it right there not me creepily rubbing this <laughs> rough, rubbing it yeah <laughs> I just, I just want to, I just want this moment to happen, and I really want to see him. So, I'm ready. I'm ready. As far and a lot of people are ready for him to come back, as long as it's the right time for him, because he's had his issues getting over Brody. Yeah. And I understand that. I, I know loss is a serious thing. I've been there. We all. We've all been there. So as long as it's the right time for him, 
whenever it may be, before December, after December, whenever it is. I'm I just wanna be there. So I wish there was a way to know. Because I would fly out and I would buy tickets to any show if I knew he was going to be there. And not the handle of the lamp kind of aligning with my beard. I just noticed that. So I'm going to put the lamp. Yeah. I just, I just want him to be happy. And whenever it's the right time for him, I'm ready to see him. And with the tweets he did this week, I just had a touch on it because that's my dude. And I'm ready. So now that we've gone through all those moments, it is time to stump the brain. Hmm, so many questions to ask. No, I don't know that many. <laughs> Not really. He's running out. Yes. I make up shit all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which father's son? Has won the Intercontinental Championship. That's a good. The question. father won it, and the son won it. Not yes. at the same time. Well, obviously, <laughs> yes. Yeah, the, but yeah, that's a good question. Let me think. Hmm. Got it. They went. They went by different names, but uh, first one was uh, Mister Perfect Cartani, and then his son uh, Curtis Axel won the Intercontinental. Yep, that's it. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah! You got it. I, I know there was. I think it was a week or two ago where he had a little bit of trouble. But no trouble for the brain this week. <laughs> uh, before we go, I, I, I got a couple little notes I forgot to mention earlier. Uh, so WWE is about to, they're about to go on the UK tour uh, in uh, England. And uh, a couple of the matches they've revealed, they're actually, they're taking Champa and Braun Breaker on this tour because they're going to put them in a triple threat match for some reason, with Sami Zayn. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, and also a match that I would love to see on on TV, they're going to have Cesaro versus Walter. <laughs> That's going to be, yes, a, be a, good, a good match. Yes. Now for some, for some funny news to the end of the week. Uh, did you hear about who's starting their own cannabis farm? Riddle. Oh. <laughs> you would you would think. Yes. Eventually. Or Rob Van Dam. <laughs> That's my two choices. No, it's actually it's Jim Ross. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jim Ross, he, he just bought some land in Oklahoma and he, his him and his youngest daughter and her husband and and, uh, and a lawyer who specializes in this kind of stuff are, are going to have a cannabis farm. So. <laughs> and have some have some weed with your barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't do that before you have the barbecue. That barbecue sauce. 
<laughs> this is his way to sell more barbecue sauce. That's it. Yes. You can put it in the smoker. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. No, you can do this to get much used to buy barbecue. No. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. This is the almost as bad but funny as Orton asking Riddle, do you want all the smoke? Like, you can literally get all the smoke. You can get smoked brisket, you can get smoked ribs, and you can actually get some weed. So, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, you can like, actually smoke yourself. <laughs> yeah. Smoke. Or I mean, if you're into edibles and stuff like that, that weed-infused barbecue sauce. That's what I'm yeah. A barbecue sandwich. <laughs> Damn right. What are you getting high off of? Barbecue sausage and brisket. Yeah. And good toast. Good oh, JR's going to have some, some good parties. Hell yeah, dude. I want to go to that. <laughs> hey, I'd fucking buy it, is all yeah. I'm saying. Make That's everything. I'm, I'm, I wonder how long it would take for him to put out products, but definitely gonna look into that yeah <laughs> make it legal <laughs> yeah all right well we went through a lot we've said a lot we've had stumped the brain so if y'all have any questions or comments wrestling has lost its way at yahoo.com or wrestling has lost its way on facebook and don't forget to hit us with a follow on twitch at twitch tv twitch.tv slash WrestleLost. Uh, we truly appreciate you following us on this new journey we're trying to take. So, hell yeah. Yep. Hit us up with a follow, and uh, we'll give you a shout-out next time we go live. Tell your friends about us. Damn right. Spread the word. I've already seen some new follows this week. And even throughout the week, there was we, a we, And we got a couple today during the show. Damn right we did. So it's looking good. We just need to keep it up and keep going at it. So we, should, we appreciate every single one of you that has been around here today. And we will talk to you all next week. See you next week. Check you later.